Hello, and I'd like to welcome each and every one of you to Music with a Twist with our Dive Deep series. Now, we'll be interviewing Bahamian artist Varsi Dunka. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about her before we dive into this beautiful young lady and her journey because we want to get to know as much about her as we possibly can. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. But Varsi is... A Bahamian artist from the island of Freeport. Hey, that's my hometown, Grand Bahama, the Bahamas. And she has been singing since she was a little girl. She started off with the Grand Bahama Youth Choir, where she was afforded the opportunity to solo for the choir and even travel internationally. At the age of 17, she traveled with an international group called Up With People where she traveled with performance groups of up to 107 international members to eight cities in America, six in Mexico, and three islands in the Philippines for six months. By 2014, she joined her very first band and did band gigs around the island until 2016. In mid-summer 2016, she recorded her very first single and music video. She spent the next few years as her own project manager, editor, songwriter, and director. After accumulating an album, she has been given the opportunity to work along with two Grammy Award-winning producers in Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Her repertoire has been expanded where she has been featured on iHeartRadio, interviewed by Voyage Dallas Magazine, and then later brought on to be interviewed by iHeartRadio. She has also written for two international artists with a feature and duet track. Her music has been making its rounds internationally and now been played on international radio stations. Wow, that's a whole lot. Now, just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself you know based on what i've read and the genre of music that you generally sing oh well yeah like you know like you said i've I've been doing music for basically my whole life but i have been able to i guess get into recording you know around 2016 um and that's when you know things really started to you know happen but um so i do hear and I like nature. <laughs> it's just a fun fact. So um, yeah, I am in the genres that I'm 
dealing with right now would be pop, um, Afro beats, R&B, reggae, soul, a little bit of classical, um, but I am writing to different genres. So right now I'm just, you know, I guess seeing what works. <laughs> okay, and I like the whole concept, you know, of you saying that you're seeing what works because that right. leads me into my next question. Like, you know, being a Bahamian, growing up listening to Bahamian music when you go out to places like Port Kaya or when you're walking through on the cruise ships, you know, we understand the importance of Bahamian music. Now, in your opinion, is it sellable to you? Do you think um, Bahamian music is sellable? I think it's 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 a, a a conversation to have. I think that in order for the music to be sellable, we kind of have to bridge those gaps because I do think it's a lot of gaps within the decades and the generations. I think there's a lot of exploration that they did not do or probably didn't accept. Um, and they have to be able to put us on a level where we're able to comp complete, compete globally. I think that's one of our disadvantages. We are not able to necessarily compete globally. Um, and when that happens, it's normally when you're an American citizen or you've got opportunity elsewhere. But, you know, as for right now, we still have a very uh, young music industry and we don't necessarily have the ecosystem that we need in order to you know get out there and do what we have to do so i think it's a lot of work that has to be done and a lot of cleaning up to do um but i guess it takes the conversations and the actions for that to actually happen i do think it's sellable but there has to be you know you have to be able to meet the industry standards like I said, to compete in the world. So I do think uh, a lot of persons that do pursue that genre, they find it offensive. But to be honest with you, you know, even reggae, reggae had to push its way through because reggae was kind of illegal, you know, years ago. And oh, now wow. it's accepted globally. Yeah, you had, you had a lot of persons that got arrested for even performing reggae. So, you know, wow. I think it's a lot of history that has to be done. But, you know, we won't be able to figure this out until we actually admit that we have a history <laughs> of oppression and we have a history that, you know, people try to cover up. You know, they only go so far yeah. when it comes to and they try to make it seem as if it wasn't that bad. But if it if it wasn't, then why are we so oppressed as a nation and why are the industries that we you know, need to be developed, aren't as developed as we need to need them to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you take, you took it, um, you know, really deep, um, very quickly. And I really like that, um, attitude yeah. post, uh, you know, when it comes to reggae and the struggles that, um, the reggae artists actually had to go through. Right. And, um, the first person my mind went to, um, was, uh, Bob Marley for sure. Right. And um, right. all of struggles that he had actually putting reggae music and it makes me wonder you know are bahamians really ready for that you know are we ready oh. to push for the standards are we going to get ourselves registered on the pro's bmi ascap 
Um, are we going to go and get us a uh, sync um, licensing done, all of the necessary yeah. music rights? So we're going to get everything copyright, you know, and put everything into place to actually be at top level and be, you know, recognized by the Grammys and so forth. Yeah. I know. Is, uh -huh, go ahead. I guess I think um, what's happening right now is we have a lack of music literacy, whereas a lot of persons mm -hmm. they only see what's happening on TV. They don't understand that music is equity and music is something that you have to protect. Music is like, you know, yes. you look like you're trading land. And I think because we haven't seen a lot of examples, I wouldn't say me, but, you know, a lot of behemoths mm -hmm. don't actually music as a career you know and um that's the number one issue uh they're teaching people that music isn't something to pursue and a lot of people don't think that the entertainment music is actually something that they have to invest in or support unless it makes it to a really really big stance where you probably don't need them this is when they you know choose to step in and it's not saying everybody does it, but the majority of people, you know, in our country, they don't see music as that. So, you know, um, when you talk about stuff like copyright and BMI, and it's still a lot of restrictions in terms of being a bohemian. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a big conversation to have. Um, but like I said, if you're not pursuing music, you know, and investing in the music and asking the right questions, that's, that's another problem. A lot of people don't know it's a question to ask. So when you don't know what question to ask, you don't really know what step to take. And that's why you have a lot of people, they, you know, person stealing their music or, you know, just using them to pursue what they need to pursue and just, you know, so I think it's music literacy is very low. We don't have yeah. the resources. Yeah, most definitely. And just to think about that i don't know if you saw on the scene the recent case with ed sharon and how um, marvin right. Gaye family suing him over simple as simple thing is chords you know and the song actually sounding similar i was right. so happy when I won that but that was like kind of my reference to when reaching out to artists and letting them know this is why it's so important to actually have your things um your music business information straight right. because people left and right can take your music and you're just gonna say ah that's okay you know but that's that that's your hard-earned work that's your hard-earned money that's your time in the studio that's 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 everything you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword with that case because yeah um you know composers would be like even though you feel like it's just one chord off mm -hmm. my music you know what i mean yeah. but at the end of the day it's almost like okay so if we gone if you could take him to court for that then how much other people need to be in court because there's yeah. a lot of music that stems from songs that might have not blown up or songs that are already blown up but you know there's so many stuff out there um that bmi is supposed to detect so mm -hmm. how did it's just it's a it's a it's a big conversation and it could be an all day thing you could go back and forth yeah. all day but, you know it's like it's like you could want to be happy that he won the case but at the same time if it was to happen to you 
you would probably feel like, you know, like I really miss out because he making money off my stuff and, yeah. you know. So I don't know. I just, it's a, I mean, it's interesting to read the comments and all of blogs and the articles mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's educational, but at the same time, it's like, what side do you pick? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I like my eyes is getting tired trying to read the case in the first place, and it was just like, I don't know. I just well, like, yeah. Yeah, well, I was catching up with it on um, CNN, so that's how I knew about it. And when he won, oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot. Yeah, it is. So, um, going on that same train of thought, you know what? What are your most recent challenges in the music industry? And you know, have you overcame them or tried to overcome them? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, I got a lot. Uh, I got a lot going on. You know, um, and it's a lot of uh, stuff already starting to happen before I even get to where I want to be. Um, mm -hmm. So I know when I do get to where I want to be, I know it's going to be a lot. Um, you ready how people saying that you telling me I selling out, you know, because I'm not necessarily doing Bahamian music, which and I could double back and do it if I want. The first track I got produced was a Soka song. It was a mixture between Soka and John Canoe. Um, but that was just like me. Caribbean, Caribbean is still the same thing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, you know, and I think Bahamians need to get over that genre discrimination. That's yes, I just I said that. I don't know if that's a real title, <laughs> but I think um, they got to stop trying to put people in the boxes. I will not be put in the box. I cannot. I will not exist in a box, you know. Um, I even tried to put myself in a box after getting tricked by thinking I, I should have been in the box, and that was, you know, stagnating me. Um, mm. So it's like, I guess, you know, you work hard to get to where you at, and then you have to try your best not to develop survivor's guilt and mm. imposter syndrome, you know, mm. you know, what you work for, you, you supposed to give to everybody, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. um, so, you know, I struggle with no support and mm. uh, mockery and, um, you know, just people being outright, just, you know, unfair towards you for you trying to live out your dreams. Um, however, I've always found that the rejection I received actually opened up new doors for me. Um, yeah. that's kind of how I got into studio work. You know, I worked with the bands for so long and then they just started repelling me and I was just like, okay, well, I had to come up with a way to still have a platform mm -hmm. and, um, and then that started to dry up, you know, being able to record with certain people. And then that caused me to get up. another opportunity. So it's like every time a door closes, another one opens. Another one opens, yeah. Yeah. So I had to kind of find the grace, you know, to, uh, I mean, learn the lessons from it. And, you know, just understand where people are at, what level they on and, you know, not be, not being as upset as I used to be, still still working on it. But yeah. um, you know, and seeing myself get to, you know, other levels, not also understanding that, you know, I wouldn't be able to carry everybody, but I could still, you know, yeah. find a way to be graceful about it. 
you don't have to get you know haughty about you getting a certain place because you know it's still hard <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a lot <laughs> yeah 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 and um you know thank you for sharing that because i know with my own um personal experiences i basically dealt with the same thing you know a right. lot of rejection lately and actually it opened up a lot of doors um internationally mm-hmm. and you know having the opportunity to you know share you right. know producers you know any music that i come in contact with you right. know my message is never, never, you know i can't carry you but you know i can assist you with showing you what i have and i'm like she, she shared about you know things being a stepping stone because that's the best way that we can look at it you know you don't stay on the yeah. same step if you want to get to the next step yeah you yeah. just have to keep moving up and up and up and up. but that actually that, that i'm you know i'm really impressed with your accomplishments you know um i don't know how but I, should i say that yes i'm gonna say it i don't know um if you're so you know, privy to the other Bahamian artists that are out there, but I think that you've 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 moved pretty much far. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, even even if it's not what is authentically Bahamian. Um, right. But I, mean, I heard you mention a little bit about studio work and doors. Okay, yeah. go ahead. You, you. I can hear you. Oh, yeah. I heard you saying a little bit about studio work and, you know, about your downfalls and having to move on and doors being open up, you know, and I, I was extremely impressed about your new hit on iHeartRadio and you're actually recording in Dallas and I just want to hear a little bit of, you don't have to tell us too much now, but I just want to hear a little bit of... After hearing you know so much about what happened negatively, you want to, you know, hear about how positively all of that, yeah. you know, impacted you, you know, because that can encourage someone who is just starting out for the first time. Right. Um. Well, I guess a little history about how it even happened in the first place. I had, um, somebody had connected me to um, the producer over in um, Dallas. And um, so I had about five months to five months to prepare for that actual trip, which means I had to get my budget together, you know, and try to map out how I wanted stuff to be when I got over there. So I had like five months to prepare, which was good. Um, and so like everything started to happen gradually, but it was almost like a surprise for me because every other time I'd get a phone call like, hey, this person wants to meet you, but I hadn't even you know, didn't get over there yet. Um, and so the night I flew in, that's when I found out that we were actually related. I didn't know that we um, were related. And um, yeah, they basically is like, you know, working with them. I had a culture shock because it was just so, so professional. Just the way they did things. I, I wasn't really a doing it over here because you know we kind of laid back over here and it's almost like okay wow you know, yeah when we do this we do this but i was used to 
the schedule, you know, because I was used to putting myself on a time frame, even though I didn't really know why I was, you know, I was doing the videos and the songs and stuff like that, but I, I didn't know who was going to see me. And I was already used to, mm. you know, stuff on my own, you know, itineraries, scheduling, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I guess my name started to get around, uh, you know, based on me Not going over the first yeah, like it was. I was. I was shocked. I still shocked. You know, I just. I actually just came back two weeks ago, and um, yeah. I just. I was saying. I was telling the produ my producer. I was like, you know, I giving this a chance, and I hope this worked because I was like, you know, I had so much letdowns, and I don't know what I can do if this don't work. And he was like, oh, it'll work out. No, and he just was trying to reassure me. But I was like, listen, I already got trust issues with dealing with so many persons that mm. you know a dream i try to work towards it and it just doesn't work you know but you know on the better side of things i get to see how the industry actually is and mm -hmm. it actually helped me to understand you know humility is the best way because you know they do a lot of things they're doing so much over there but you wouldn't really know everything that they're doing and they get the they show me you know so i'm learning so much information is like hard to retain a lot of stuff. Um, and I don't actually, I haven't found something like that in a while where someone has just given me continuous information without feeling like I'm going to overthrow them, you know? So mm, the fact wow. that they put me in giving me knowledge, which is what I always wanted, you know, um, yeah. and I'm able to do the research when they say stuff to me, I, I could research it to, you know, fact check to see if, this was really going on. So that gave me a lot of comfort. Um, I guess, and it's just showing that perseverance and having faith in your, in your works, even if you don't see like, you know, where it's going to end up. Um, I think that was one of the biggest lessons. And um, also seeing that God would humble you before he exalted to certain things. Cause it was like, certain parts of my life I was like sheesh like you blessing me with this but I don't have that you know what I mean so I think um it was a lot of it was a lot it was a lot to learn but on a good scale of things but I did I did experience a culture shock you know going to going over seeing that they want to work with you you know they taking the time out they actually taking you serious you know what I mean you know and allowing you to show yourself so that they could decide, okay, you ready for the next level or not? You know what I mean? So they've been giving me assignments from the jump and I've been executing them to the best of my abilities. And I guess it did well. Yeah, I can totally, you know, agree with that with my own experience um, in the music industry or music business industry so far. You know, yeah. when you have questions, there's always someone there to assist you. And just like you said, they, they match you based on your level of, of seriousness. Right, so right. So it kind of like humbles you and um, pushes you, you know, and I liked how you said that you researched yeah. and you looked and it gives some sort of con confidence. I heard you say comfort, but I felt confidence. Yeah, from yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. you could basically covered you know everything that i wanted to mm. ask you um, is there anything else you want to talk about or anything else you want to share 
like tips, you know, to new artists who may be just coming out, seasoned artists, because you have some seasoned artists who still, you know, need yeah. help, want help, but they won't ask. Is there, you know, you can feel free. I guess tips I'd help a new artist is, you know, find your lean. Um, be true to what you like. Because I was so shocked when I bring this song to them and it's like this kind of like pop cinematic type classical song. And I was like, I already wrote to the track. I had a demo and I gave it to them. And I was like, uh -huh. oh, I was like, please, please don't reject I it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, like I really like your Cuban song, the, the one you did in Cuba. That was really, really nice. <laughs> oh, um, forever. Yeah, like, you know, um, I guess my fear was trying to figure out as a bohemian black woman, you know, <laughs> the type of music I was doing, you know what they'd be saying mm -hmm. is like, oh, are you trying to do that? But I mean, that's just what I like, you know, I like the biggest project that I really looking up to right now is the Little Mermaid. Well, the Little Mermaid. I looking up to that yeah. project so much because I was like, you know, they try to put us in this box and they try to tell us what we could mm -hmm. be, what we could do how we can act and you know i that's the type of stuff i into so i wrote a lot of music uh, in that particular genre and they just was like wow and i was like really you know what i mean because like i had it sitting there for so long and they just was like yeah like what else you got and you know we've done paperwork and splits and we talk about percentages and they're very courteous with you know what you want the percentage to be? How would you like it to be? You know what I mean? And they've given me a lot of freedom as an artist, which I've never, even though I've always been independent, I've never had that type of freedom, you know? And so mm -hmm. I would say try to find people with character that you could work with. Um, you know, don't focus so much on how you feel like a famous person should look and what you think a celebrity is. Because there's so much different and celebrities they all have different personalities and characters so i guess find what works for you um you know and also for the behemoth artists try to like don't let where you are stagnate you from what you want to become you know especially when it comes to the type of music you write you know you could do fusions if you want you know what i mean it's your money and i always tell people it's like Everybody's sponsoring me, and so if I go and do what if I using my money on something, I need to be able to be happy with that. You know what I mean? So I think exactly we gotta learn to think about the investments that people making for themselves. And I think in a country like this, they like to if they see you climbing to the top, it's like, oh, let me try to tell them what I want them to do to represent me. But you could, you know, let people do what they need to do to be who they are. You know what I mean? Um, that was the biggest takeaway I started to get. You know, a lot of people, they want to put labels on you and they want you to do this and do Someone was like, oh, I ain't supporting you, but you don't do the hymn music. I was like, but, you know, I've been in Jungle from I was five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when they're playing, I'm on the dance floor with my shoes off. What else do you want? You know what I mean? I mean, I got the island. 
I got the island character. What else you want from me? You know what I mean? Just allow me to do what I need to do. But um, yeah, and to artists, I guess like keep making your material. Um, keep making your material, even if you feel like nobody looking at you, nobody watching you, somebody gonna see you. You know what I mean? God will send somebody or people to help you out and you know help you to do things along the way. Keep researching. You know what I mean? Um. And also, don't look at how it looks. Like, a lot of people feel like they put a song out, they're supposed to be rich tomorrow, they're supposed to look rich, you know what I mean? Like, it's a fantasy. And I think if you get things too quickly, you won't you won't be able to, I guess, keep your, your humility and keep your character in place and write your perception where it needs to be. So I think... Um, before you ask for so many things, I think you need to look at the amount of characters going to take to actually keep what you're asking for. But yes. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. But um, I mean, your compositions and stuff. I um I know that you was uh, doing piano and stuff. I said I didn't get to hear about your compositions and, you know, how's it going for you? Oh, everything is a bit slow. Like you said, you know, I started <laughs> off um, with training and development, like um, um, the piano courses and right. everything. And um, after reaching out, just like you said, you know, with the whole rejection in that area, it led right. me into the music business. And um, I see where the opportunity is much better in the music business, you know, with reaching right. out to... Um, music composition, like you said, and um, um, I started doing a little bit of artist management as well. Um, okay. And you know, looking at the whole scope of it, um, yeah. But my main goal right now is to actually get into music executory business because I think mm -hmm. that that's something that we need in the Caribbean. You know, right. a lot of persons are saying that they. And then artists, independent producers, DJs, mm -hmm. and so forth, and they're not really, you know, getting anything from it. And just like you say, a lack of knowledge. But child, yeah. I'm just trekking my way up the mountain. <laughs> you know, right. I've been seeing the top of the mountain yet. <laughs> but yeah, I must say this. Um, you know, I, I must. I have gotten a lot of help. You know, not not inside the country. You know, from Trinidad, the um, Ministry of Export and Import from Trinidad. You know, they've been helping me a lot. I've been getting assistance from persons um, in the recording academy. You know, and getting assistance from persons um, in the music business um, right. association at the big company. Um, and Nashville, you know, and, and the list goes on because it's network. And you know that um, they all say to me is, I say to them, you know, why is the information so free? Why are you so helpful? And they say, well, it was never a competition, you know, to begin with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're no, all so in more persons know about it, you know, the more we could um, actually eat. I was telling um, someone who has music about a lot. I said, do you, do you know this in the music 
this artist like kind of rotated where each person is able to eat from the pie at a certain segment in the year. Like this person would release their music and then go quiet. And that person would release their music and go quiet. Like they, they, they each give one and um, each other a, a, an opportunity to release and go in concert for yeah. And they share the same musicians. They said they share the producers. You know, the knowledge is pretty much there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tracking up a mountain. No, no, I'm getting as much help as I can. I haven't reached the top as yet. But yeah. this is part of, part of the journey, and I'm so happy that I could share persons like yourself. Right, <laughs> and right. I can't say that I'm, I'm smart enough to put, you know, because I, I truly believe that, you know, God helped me too as well. You know, right. I thought oh. that I was always supposed to be a piano player. Never, I never really thought that it was going to end up like this, you know, yeah, reaching like, 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 it's a so part of, of pie. Yeah. 